Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Pastor and Plead podcast. In this podcast, two brothers, one from ministry and one from the outer darkness, discuss their takes on a bevy of topics in hope of showing what following God looks like in the normalcy of everyday life. To keep up with regular podcast updates, please subscribe to Pastor and Plead either through iTunes or SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Guger or at Hans Guger. Send an email to pastorandplead at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the ride. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pastor and Plead podcast. This is Dale and I'm coming to you from Cypress, Texas and I'm joined by my brother Hans who is across the table. Also coming to me from Cypress, Texas. Hans, welcome to my home. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me over. Yeah, I have to... This is the first time I've ever been in your house. No, it's not. I mean, what do you think about Third. it? Third. What do you think about my house? I think it's all right. I can't tell it flooded. Yeah, I would hope so. It's it's a it's a free renovation that costs a lot of money. <laughs> um, Looks good. I like it. I like this table that you've used. This built. Is, uh, well, you you told me we're we're talking on a table, my kitchen table that I built. And Hans, you said, did you build this table? Did I tell you I built this table, or did you look at it and say this looks homemade? I felt it, and it didn't feel even, and so I had to make a guess. Maybe I hired a bad carpenter. You could have, like right here, it's smooth, and then right here, it kind of breaks, which could just be how it goes. There's also some writing here from like Lowe's. It's rustic. It is rustic. No, it looks good. I like I like the Lowe's. You, you know, got, you got a good style. You know what's funny about my house for people nope. that people that don't know. Uh, and I'll always think that this is funny. Um, so my house is a little bit, uh, a little bit rustic in itself, in that it's kind of in the woods. I mean, I'm in Cyprus, so I'm not. There's no great forest that I'm near, but there's a creek behind my house. It's it's pretty um, scenic in that regard. And the first time your kids came over here, and my kids who were really excited about it wanted to show them the creek, and I think uh, your oldest was like, uh, I I don't really want to go out. Why would I want to go outside? And one and they're like, "Do you want to play in the water or anything?" And he's like, "No." And so and so, your kids don't really have uh, they have no truck for playing outside in the in the wilderness here. I think they're city boys. This is a good story. I thought so, but um, anyway, it's it, all, all that to say, it's been a little while, and you're here in Cyprus, mm-hmm. and so there's been a, a lot of development since the last time we spoke. Uh, a lot is probably an overstatement, but I understand. A fair amount. You're, you're selling. You're selling it. A reasonable us? amount of developments. An unreasonable amount of developments. None. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I drove over here from Starbucks in the minivan. Not yet. Well, not least of which, you're a you're a doctor now. Correct. And I've I got am. a rash. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming to my graduation with Casper. It was rather nice. It was fun to have you there. Um, a lot. You want to see her? Uh, so I asked my kids this question. I said, uh, "Who wants to go see Uncle Hans graduate?" To Casper, not it. I asked the question, "What is just as a practice? What is one thing you want to be better at in a year than you are now?" And um, and they gave surprisingly good answers. Uh, Donette wants to be a better artist in a year than she is now. She wants to be better at drawing. Casper said he wants to be better at building real things, not just things out of Legos. And then he said this. Like that flying helicopter thing from Uncle Hans's graduation, because <laughs> you had drone cameras. Yeah, there was drone, drone footage for the recording. So he saw that, and he wants to be able to build one. So I figured we'll do a do-it-yourself drone kit. I'm sure they sell them something like that, and, and build one. Um, yeah, it was a fun a fun time. Graduated in May, and um, <clears throat> that was really nice. Have have you and 
uh, some of the family there and kicking it for a little while, enjoying my graduation. It was some people prayed super long though. One guy true. in particular, I was like, dude. I well, mean, who are you trying to impress with this prayer? Well, what I find, um, well, what was interesting, so we were there, and we were there with our aunt and uncle um, uh, on our on our dad's side, who, uh, whereas half of our family we've pretty much been involved with in church for a long time, they're they're less so. They're not they're not it's not really their scene as much. And but they were there to be supportive. That was awesome. It was awesome. And, um, and, but it was, it was funny so, while I was so there, cool. and I was going through the, um, I want to say menu, but what I mean is commencement guide, and I was pointing out the different uh, people people there and saying, just so you guys know, you, you guys don't know and you don't care. Yeah. But there's actually a pretty uh, veritable smorgasbord of yeah. important Christians. Point zero zero five percent of evangelicalism would know those people, but. Oh, but we're a part of the point zero zero five, so it feels. Well, I mean, like Russell 100%. Moore, Al Mohler. Yeah, um, that's about all. You, uh, they're the biggest ones. <laughs> Don Whitney was there too. Um, Did he speak? He might have said a prayer or something. Yeah, a know. lot of prayers. But there were a lot of prayers. A lot um, of prayers. But it was good. It was great. And, yeah. And the rain held that. out, and it was a lot of fun. Yep. And But so now so I am a doctor. That's the big news. Yeah, coming with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so now you're a you're an egghead, and I've got to mm-hmm. step up my intellectual game. Now coming with that, you're also in Cyprus. You're currently well, I'm in Cyprus. Well, I'm not. I'm currently in Cyprus because we live in but Texas. But you're also approximately yes, we, uh, in Houston. Actually, a month ago today, as of the day of this recording, we moved uh, close on our house in Baton Rouge and moved here, and we have been living with our sister, Shana, for the past month. I haven't seen her today, but I will when I go home. That's good. Yeah. So we live there. So you've got your your pending a uh, home here. Yeah, we'll close in a couple of weeks. Um, so three, less than three, more than two. So what particularly brought you here specifically? A, a job. Yeah. A job. Um, so you've heard in our episodes, I've needed a job, mm-hmm. and um, and so now I have accepted the position of pastor of preaching. I believe is my official title mm-hmm. at Genesis Community Church, which is an Acts 29 church in Spring, Texas, at the corner of Ella and Luetta. Yep. Any, anybody anybody who doesn't go to a church listening should come. Anybody, I don't know who, who yeah. would listen doesn't go to your church. I just stumbled across it. But. Yeah. So, hey, come on, come on down. Uh, actually, for the month of August, I'm overlapping with the current pastor of preaching who helped start the church, Patrick. So we're spending the month together. Mm-hmm. So I get to kind of pseudo-apply what I learned in my dissertation to my own experience at Genesis. It's not a multi-site, though. No, so I hope it works. Pastoral succession in single-site churches. Yeah, and it's a little, you know, I would call it like maybe a punctuated external relay succession, if I could have any specific terminology for it. Okay. Because it's not for a... It's for a very brief amount of time that we're together, um, and I was hired from the outside, not from the inside. But we do overlap a month, um, and the relay is we get that month for him to hand the baton to me. So okay. I'm, I've made all those terms up sitting here, but that's, that if I if you I could, could me. if I could categorize it, that's how I'd categorize yeah. it. Because um, I'm not uh, I'm not as educated as you are, so I probably would call it like a, a golly whopper codfly. Yeah, that doesn't sound real. Uh, so I'm there, and Patrick has been great. In fact, this past Sunday, he preached a sermon that made me feel like an idiot in regards <laughs> to uh, my ability to preach. So hopefully people are like, Patrick, you should stay, and let's get yeah. rid of this Hans guy, which is kind of what I'm concerned about. 
Uh, but you know what? I'm already here, and you know, joke's on them. And they signed a three-year contract for you. So joke's just on kidding. them. So I'm, I'm so honored to be with these guys uh, and gals. Like It's an amazing uh, church with amazing people. I've been really impressed. I always joke. I'm like, how come there are so many good people here? So, you know, like, I guess I, you expect churches to be full of bad people or something. But You expect um, attention? Yeah, there's just awesome people. It's yeah. been... It's been I'm only I, I'm only like a weekend, not even a weekend, to officially being on the job. Even though I have preached a couple of times, uh, and I have been, uh, I've loved it. Like I I, I don't want to stop working. Okay. I want to just keep going. So it's 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 been fun. Now there's a honeymoon period which I'm in, and sure. it's going to get crappy soon enough. Uh, but like today, I made the elder meeting agenda, which was fun, and I planned uh, mapped out preaching for the rest of the fall, which was also fun. And um, yeah, I'm having a blast. Can I tell you something that will be uh, hopefully not of embarrassment to you? Maybe. Okay, we'll edit it out later, or okay. just or just bleep out lots of words. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's great to hear for me because here's the here's the funny thing, uh, you and I, and it might it's something we probably inherited from our dad. We're not like the most sentimental of types. Is that fair? You more sure. so than me. Like, I, I, but but you know, aren't uh, one to get caught up in emotion. Yeah, yeah. And so, but one of the things I was praying about in in knowing that you were applying for this position was like, you know, don't. Uh, Maybe you'll consider this over overblown, but you know, don't let this just feel like a job for Hans, because I know it is at least that. It is at base a job, but may this be something that you really feel uh, planted in and rooted in and thankful to be at. So um, I'm glad that it seems like you feel that way right now for the first couple weeks of your position. Yeah, I've been, I've been at the church uh, about a month attending, yeah. been on staff since August 1st, but have had a blast. It's been good. Um, so real quick, this is uh, to dispel sort of what might just be seem mystical about this. Um, you've got you could say you at best have loose natural connections to this church just because they're an Acts twenty nine mm-hmm. church near churches yeah. that you know, but you have no you had no previous professional ties to this church. So how does one pastor at a church in Baton Rouge even hear about this position? Kevin Bowles. Kevin I'm Bowles in this job because of Kevin Bowles. And the timeline goes a little something like this. In the fall of 2018, I was applying for a job, right? I was pursued about a job in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, Houston. Not Houston yeah. area, but Houston, Houston. And went on a couple of interviews, visited Houston, and got, uh, it was a no-go, mm-hmm. which was odd. I, I don't yeah. like being rejected, but it was a, hey, you know, it was, it was done well, but it was just a, this isn't the right job. Uh, so that kind of, threw me through a loop and I was continuing to look for positions and Kevin in January told me about this job at Genesis and I got in touch with Matt who's another guy on staff uh, and he told me a little bit about the job but I just kind of said well I'm not really sure that's me I'm not you know let's let's let let it be meanwhile I had another job in the hopper in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and so I was looking at a position in Oklahoma and I flew up and had an interview in the in the spring Easterish time and that didn't end up with a job either. And was just trying to figure out. I, I really thought I knew exactly what uh, the next position was going to be. And had it kind of mapped out. Not in like this presumptuous way where I was like, this mu- it must be this. But just going, okay, this is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. This is how I'm gifted. I think it'd be this if I were guessing. And it, that, that one didn't work out. And so I doubled back and, and I, 
and I talked to Kevin. I talked to a few other people who are familiar with the church um, and just asked some questions about it. And as they told me more about the situation, because I hadn't really thought about it since January. So now we're in April, maybe. Mm-hmm. So from January to April. Yeah, yeah job sounds a little bit better now than me. I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a part of it. Uh, but no, I, I started to actually ask questions of people who know the church um, and decided to officially put my name in as a candidate, um, which is different. I don't have church planning experience. I, I admire Acts 29 as a church planning network, but I'd never actually been a part of it. Um, and... Uh, the elders were great. They've continued to be great. I've had great interactions with these guys. Uh, impressed by them and their character. I'm really impressed by Patrick and Matt, the other staff guys. And it's been a great, a great run thus far. Yeah. Um, and the experience, April, May, June, ending with a offer in June and acceptance of that, uh, was uh, it was a good experience. So yeah. uh, really, that's that's how we got there. But it all goes back to Kevin Bowles, who we've interviewed on this podcast mm-hmm. once or twice at least. A couple times. Um, and he's the one who told me about it. And then you told me about it, but I already knew about it by the time Kevin told me about it. But fair to say that I was the second most influential person in your decision. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Um, kind of like a, like a, you know, job finder sort of guy. Mm-hmm. It's we'll sort out the money later. Yeah. Uh, so if a funny thing going back to sort of what I said about uh, uh, less being less than sentimental. You texted me when this was becoming a uh, was venturing out of the realm of uh, modest possibility to um, this this might have legs on it idea. Sure. You said you said, and I thought this was funny. If I get this job, it means I'd be moving back to Houston. And you said, would that be weird to me? And I, I said, asked you if that'd be weird. Yeah, you I said asked... to me. You said, would that be weird if I came back to Houston? Yeah. And my response was, Hans, you're the only sibling of ours that doesn't live in Houston right now. You are currently the weird one. Yeah. What makes you feel like it'd be weird coming back home? Do, I, you, do you feel like coming back home is a little bit of like a cop out, know, a failure, or like a, at, at some level or some weird yes. level? Like, yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I, I think I've taught. In fact, in, in seeking the genesis position, I sought counsel from at, at minimum two. I had serious conversations with a good friend of mine multiple times, but one over a lunch. Do I take a job that's close to my hometown? Um, I didn't like the idea of going to a place where I could be known. I didn't like the idea. I, I see Jesus talks about a prophet without honor. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, So I didn't want to go to a place where I might be known, which is uh, which spring is different than Tomball, but it's neighbors. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to go to a place with family nearby, in part because I didn't want we to have to. We discussed you. <laughs> yes. No, in part because I didn't want to have to navigate the, are you going to do family stuff? Like, I really, it's it's my immediate family, there's my church family, and then there's you guys. That's how I view it. Uh, And and that, even in the, it sounds terrible, but in the realm of that that order, I'm going to give you, I'm here, I'm Mm -hmm. sitting at your house doing this with you, like, you're going to get priority. You're watching my kids this week, if you don't. Yeah, well, Shana is, and I'm going to just be there. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be my family for that reason, be the allegiance testing. So I sought counsel on it from multiple folks asking what they thought. Um, and no one said, don't do it. One was a little cautious on it for the reasons that I shared, but none of them said, don't do it. 
Um, and that was maybe the biggest reason. That's why even coming to Houston it kind of freaked me out a little bit in the fall. I, that's why I liked the idea of Oklahoma because it was away. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time, it made sense that you kind of where your networks are and where you're known because people trust people, and it's harder to be known. Also, you're not a prophet in your own town. You're a pastor. A pastor, yeah. So I just the idea that literal the idea that People take you less seriously when they know you. You know, and, and and if I'm coming in in pastoral leadership, I want to be able to lead them with the appropriate amount of authority and respect, um, and not have them be like, "Oh yeah, well, but that's also the guy that whatever," or "Oh, he's not really that serious." Like uh, like Ryan from the office when he becomes the. Uh... Yeah. You know, like corporate guy, re- but he comes back and gets noogied and, yeah. and he tries to exert weird authority. And so time. I didn't want to have to do that. So yeah. luckily this church, at least, like, I have no family who attend. Mm-hmm. Um, I get So I get the kind of the best of family in that I get to ask you questions about what's going on. But I get to kind of live those priorities out of the Gooker family, Courtney and the boys, and the church family. Uh, in regard to where my energies are going to go, so that that was, the, but that was why it was weird. It uh, I had to reconcile that, pray over that, seek counsel on that. Um, but yeah, all of those things you shared are things that ran through my head, and they're the things that I counsel people about. Like I, I got the question multiple times: Are you glad you're? Oh, I, I'm so glad you're going home. And I always, I, I never liked that. I never liked getting that that question mm-hmm. because it it made it made it feel to me as if all people cared about was being by their family. And I don't see that as in line with what Jesus expects of those who follow him, is being by their family. That doesn't, that's not a factor mm-hmm. in your obedience. And I didn't like that that's how... It helps. You know, like just practically. It's, I mean, in that I understand, but... Did but, you think I was a loser when I took my first job back in Houston after... Wanting to go after being overseas? Yes. <laughs> Bring that, but when you're going back, uh, so I no, I, I think we lent the cooks our car the entire time they were here. Yeah, so that's in a way that's kind of like going overseas. It is. I I, I didn't feel like no, I, I didn't feel like you were a loser, and I didn't feel like you know, anyone is that. I just don't like when you lead with oh, but family's there. That that is not to me the first decision that anybody should the decide the decider in anything that you do for the Lord is is my family by it. It can. It's down the line. But luckily, like even Dad, when I was talking to him about Houston, um, he, he he said, "Hans, if you're fifty fifty, sure, flip a coin on us being here. But don't essentially don't you dare decide this based on the fact that we're even, you know, a thirty minute drive away. That's not that's not how you're going to make this call. And it's very freeing to not feel that." Um, the guilt that might come when some people are like, "Well, why wouldn't you be by me? What do you have?" You know, like to to for people not to, to to not feel like I'm rejecting you guys or to not to not put that on on me as, "Well, we really want to have you nearby and it's really nice to see you." Like I, I've never felt that from the family, but I did wrestle with that. So now wouldn't be a good time to t- talk about. Thursday Thursday night munchies with all with all family groups all together. Yeah, and it's funny because in the first two weeks that we we were here, I said no to two family engagements, Um, because there was the the aunt Donna get together. Yep, and it just we just got in, and I didn't. I I want Sunday to be for the Mm -hmm. for Genesis, 
And then I think the following weekend, Dad wanted to get us together, and and you guys committed, and and we didn't. I I, I, I didn't. I even I didn't, I didn't even consult Courtney on that. I just said, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and just say no to this and probably annoy Dale." And, no, and that didn't annoy it didn't annoy me at all. We're you know I'm excited about some things. We're going to an Astros game this Friday, and that's fun. It's not an expected thing. I don't expect to go to the Astros game every other Friday or something, but I'll take it. Yeah, so I I've said no. I, in fact, that's the that might that that will, this this game that we go to will be the first time since I have been in town that I have seen Dad. Okay. Um, unless I come, unless I see him in the next three days, it'll be the first time since the period of time that you've come to town that I've seen Dad too. So I mean, like you well, know, go us. Um, but uh, as you know, if I, I said if, if you or I are unsentimental, there's one side of the family we got that from, and so it's just running in the family. Tangentially related to sort of what you were saying, I remember it was actually a part of marriage counseling for us. I'll say this quick, one minute. Uh, as part of marriage counseling for us, our marriage counselor, who's a man also named Dale, um, told us, uh, particularly, he was a, a white man married to an Asian woman, and he said, he said to us, uh, just so you know, uh, culturally, this is a thing that you are going to have to deal with because it is, it's just going to happen, and we've walked this road, and, and just know that, um, that, Christina's side of the family will probably like want to reach out to do lots of together family things and and while that's always great you need to make sure that you divide like your boundary to be the the head of your new family and you know that don't be unloving and don't be unkind but you might you might say no and it might offend them for a little while yeah and just do it kindly, but know that you're drawing the boundaries you need to draw. Yeah, you don't have to be like, "Hey, you guys suck." We're yeah, not yeah, of course. But, but it is. It, but but there is, and I think there's a, a scriptural piece to this that's it's harder to feel, but that any disciple should feel it, which is you you will sting. It doesn't really matter. I don't. I mean, maybe it does, but of course, if your family is believers, there's more understanding. Mm-hmm. But you are going to let your family down in following Jesus. You're going to do something that, that bothers them. You're going to say something that bothers them. It, you know, that, that's on the small scale. But in many instances, even historically and, and, like, and globally, you will, they will reject you. So, so from smallest to largest, following Jesus is, is, is a, there is a certain disassociation that exists within it, regardless of, of, of the scale. You, you are identifying yourself with him. And in doing that, you have to not identify yourself with someone else, and and it's it's not easy. You well, have yeah, to do it. We got to understand. You correct me on this, but even even just looking at it from a basic level, all of Jesus's half siblings thought he was a weirdo at for least, a while. At, at least yeah. you know up to a, a certain point of his ministry, and we know that some of them turned a little bit after that and and got on the train. But uh, even at a point when he was active, they thought he was half crazy and said. Eh. There's a divide line. Yeah. So it happened on the first day back from our honeymoon, actually. He asked if we would come over that afternoon after coming back from Denver. And so we got training real quick to say, I just, no, I just don't, I'm not going to do it today. But next thing, uh, just uh, real quick, um, we've gone over a little bit. Uh, when you are picking a job like this as a pastor, um, we've talked some that there are, you think that there are unnecessary conflations about, a, a way a pastor looks for a job differently than the way anybody mm-hmm. looks for a job. Yeah, anybody with a vocation looks for how to exercise their vocation somewhere. 
uh, when you're looking for a church position? Are you looking for something that you feel like it clicks spiritually? Are you checking yeah. spiritual boxes? I think, so, so that I think that's a, an important thing to consider here. And this is, I always like to counsel people on making decisions as a believer. Um, I, in, in our current schematic of how we do church life, often there are paid positions in the church, but there's like, oh yeah, but you're called to that. And I'm not called to that. And I look at, okay, we're all called to Jesus and we're all called to make disciples of all nations. And we all need to be faithful members of a church. So when I look at it like that, I do have uh, maybe what is a, I hope, I hope it's a, an appropriate secularizing of that view, which means, and what I mean by that is uh, any job, any position that you're stepping into, you have to do faithfully, and there's going to be things about it you like and you don't like. So in your job, there's things about it you like, there's things about it you don't like, um, and, and you have to discern with your faith family and your church family if, you, if you're going to pursue it. If, is this the right spot for me? And you're going to have to commit to love the things you love and live with the things you don't. And I think in regards to church life, that's going to be similar. Like some of these jobs that we looked at, because there were a couple others that we interacted with and didn't, didn't pursue, now you, you go, this isn't a home run. You know, like we can't tell on this end that everything's perfect, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it seems good enough. And, and had the Houston job or the Oklahoma job worked themselves out, we would have accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. And so we didn't accept. Uh, because we couldn't. <laughs> like it's... I accept. Well, we did not. <laughs> Preemptively. Yeah. Just so you know, right? You don't want to sound desperate. So so that's, a, I think, a part of anything. Uh, so it's a, it's not like, oh, God, you know, what do you give me the perfect? It's not, you're not going to give me the perfect thing. I can say I love where I am. I love doing what I'm doing. And there's going to be things that, that are going to frustrate me. But there's things that any position and any church frustrates about you know, frustrates you. So, you know, any church member gets frustrated with things about their church and people get frustrated with them. Uh, and so I think with that, it, it, it sets the expectation appropriately. So then with that, I, I, I move to, I use these categories a lot, the Word of God, the people of God, and prayer. I might add a fourth for this situation, but what do the scriptures say? Hmm? Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what do the scriptures say? What do you, what does your faith family say? And, and, and what is discerned in prayer? That's always there, but like, do the scriptures make something clear? If they do, do it. If they don't, then you gotta you gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. What does the faith family say? Um, what's your counsel? And and even then, you you might get usually those two layers with prayer get you where you need to go. But then if they if they if it's fifty fifty, scriptures don't speak directly to it. Your faith family is fifty fifty. You still have to discern something through prayer. Uh, but I would add to that where we were which is it's important for me as a husband and a uh, dad and a human to work. And so options were don't don't work and figure out, you know, and get get some other job somewhere else and wait for something perfect or pursue what really could be awesome, step out in faith and do it. And we wanted to pursue what what seemed to be faith for us. Faith was this position looks could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're excited about it, and there's ways that God will grow us in it and make us more like Him, and we want that. Um, and so, so I said, okay, well, in this, in, the, in God's sovereignty, I need a position, and they're looking for a pastor, and who they are and who I am fit. Um, so, 
let's pursue it. And if it's wrong, in the same way these other positions said no to me, I'm going to trust that it's going to be doors doors will close appropriately, mm-hmm. um, even either at the position or later down the line. Um, but that that's kind of how I think of it. And I would ask anybody else to do the same thing. Um, you know, it's like, well, it's not the perfect job. I'm like, but does it pay the bills? Mm-hmm. And you got to pay the bills. And that makes it sound, if you're from Genesis listening, it makes it sound like I didn't really consider, you know, what the Lord might have. We definitely did. Um, but but I don't I don't have this you know holy you know uh, sackcloth ash and or um, incense fleece. way a uh, fleece yeah. of pursuing it. Yeah. What does pray? What does prayer say? And I had a bunch of people tell me go after it. And we're glad that we're here. We think it's we think it's the right spot. And I was just I've told multiple people today how excited I am to be doing the stuff that I'm doing. And I'm at a great church. I have uh, I serve great people, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to learning in a completely different perspective. Like even though I'm doing a lot of the things that I did at the chapel, um, I am I it they all feel different. Yeah. Yeah. Like sermon prep feels different, and uh, sermon planning different. Well, you and said you're you're one of two like yeah, full-time two staff, staff plus Patrick, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it was three full-time staff this month. Yeah. And it'll go down to two. Yeah. Um, but every yeah, everything feels different. But it's also it's I mean, if thus far thrilling, it, it really is thrilling. So, um, hope to learn a ton, be able to share on this podcast about uh, just things that we're experiencing, and uh, maybe even sometimes we can be face to face when we do it and not a Skype screen to Skype screen. My new house should be closed on it. Uh, has a an office in the master bedroom, so just we'll just hang out in there. Well, we have a, a hot tub room off of our master bedroom, <laughs> so you know if if we're up with the noise of the bubble jets going on in the background, we can do a hot tub podcast okay. sometime. All right. So it, thanks it, for having me, Hans. It's great to have you, and thanks everybody for uh, for tuning in. We look forward to getting back on this train and uh, coming to you guys regularly with whatever glorious insights we have or don't have. But thanks again for listening.